0: Welcome to Zone Time, everybody! Another brand new episode for uh everyone's ear holes or eye holes, or however you consider, however you consume this episode. And also <laughs> something I'll just mention off the top here: everyone on this episode, everyone who is involved in Zone Time at any point, if they feel the need to showboat or taunt, do the John Cena thing, you can do that under no judgment on this show. I want that known because uh, you know, hey, you can point at the, you can point at the ring finger. Do mm-hmm. what you need to do, judgment free zone, because a lot of people out here are on Twitter decide to be the police of fun, but we're not gonna be that on yeah. zone time
1: today. And we definitely Julian won't Avery, go on Sam. We definitely won't go on to another podcast who does the same thing and call them uh, classless pieces of S. Yeah. Uh, we definitely because... won't do that. <laughs> no, no, such a joke. Can you imagine
0: being could you imagine saying that and actually being one yourself?
1: Where is the lie? Where is where is the lie? Where is the lie? <laughs> like, where is the lie?
2: I think if Shaq made a joke about my mom, I'd delete my account.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think how do how that's do you come back from Shaq day, cooking you? How do you come back from Shaq cooking you?
1: Yeah, that's probably the day you reevaluate things. It's like you know what? I I I don't think there's anywhere else for the account to go because you'll nope. always be known. Well one of the things you'll be known as like like you know, you know some people who like do things, and like no matter what they do, like like any tweet they have after the fact, there's always like there's always in the replies like a screen grab of like them being dunked on, and them being murdered afterwards. It's like it's, it's 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 like the Stanley cup of like of this ewing like that that's that's a tough place to be in on social media. like so yeah, yeah. that's a that's a that's tough also place. Great well, well it's like well Jack
2: is like one of the few people on this planet who he like Shaq could give a shit if all the if all his little minions like attack him like it's Shaq. Mm-hmm. It's, Shaq. it's Shaq. Shaq does Shaq. not care. He has all those championship
0: he has all those championship rigs. He could give a damn if like some like trolled his replies
1: would be like oh you suck. Why do yeah, you do I that? Was, like so what I was Kazam. Shaq is worth
2: 400000000 dollars. Mm-hmm <laughs>
0: Is yeah. Shaq saying he's Kazam like an actual like chirp back? I don't know. If I that hope. Works in I, his I hope. I
1: hope it is. <laughs> well, that would be the some... best day of my life. That'd be the best mo- day of my life. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that film was bad though. Kazam was awful. Oh, it was that, bad. <laughs>
1: that that, was that bad. movie is peak nineties. Peak nineties bad. Like you watch it and you're like, oh, this is gonna be a bad one. Then it just keeps going and going. and Then. At the end, he turns someone into a CGI basketball and dunks them in the garbage. And it's like- To
3: kill him. Ah. Like,
1: what? See, because he's a basketball player. You see, it's funny. Because he's a basketball player. So he dunked <laughs> him. You see? So yeah, that's it's, it's premium 90s bad movie. If you ever want to watch it and play like a drinking game with, with buddies or whatever, it's it's a great time. You will laugh the entire time. I remember it watching it stuff.
2: in theaters. Wow.
1: Really? really. Res- mad respect. I watched it on family mad channel. Good times. Good times. Since we're
0: talking about basketball, uh there are other hockey topics I want to get to, uh the wild card chase in the Western Conference. Uh we're going to talk about PK Subban's comments with regards to um uh, him being asked about uh pride nights and activism and uh I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the President's Trophy curse, but uh that apparently is a thing. We'll get to that. But I wanted to bring up something with regards to the NBA because it was an, it was announced last week um among some of the different changes that will be coming to the league in a couple of years. An in-season tournament is going to be happening, like in the middle of an NBA season. Hmm. I'm on team in-season tournament for the NHL, and I would love to know how everyone else would feel about that. I really would love to see
1: something like that, like happen
3: in like what's an 82-game
1: the, season. What's the impetus of the tournament in the NBA? Is it like divisions or conference or like like how the team um, being made? So well, like I'll, I don't I'll have full cool play. Yeah, okay go ahead,
3: yeah, team, team, you put into a separate pool like the World Cup of in soccer for this um, tournament
0: and mm. I think if if I'm not mistaken, I think like some re- like it's not as if like it's a separate completely separate thing, like even some regular season games would count towards like pool play essentially
1: okay, okay. I mean, the regular season doesn't matter anyway. Like, if, if you're a team that's, like, in the playoffs, like, you're a good team, regular season doesn't really matter. Um, So, I don't know. I, I think the the issue with, like, having things, like, midseason is that, like, everyone, and I'm pretty sure, like, the majority of them are, like, GMs and owners, are like, well, remember that one time Tavares went to the Olympics and he broke his leg and I ruined the Islanders? So, like, I feel like in hockey, like, there would be so many people focusing on the negative aspects of it. And and i don't know i i think the only tournament like players want is like best on best like international play in some way shape or form so like yeah that that could work but i feel like that's really the that's really what the focus should be i mean like we haven't had anything like that since like, what 2016 i think was the world cup of hockey i, so I really think, am surprised that the last kind of best on best thing would be the world cup of hockey that's nuts and then when is the insane. next one scheduled to be 2024 yeah so then we would have wait, gone wait, eight six, years in between eight years of Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Austin Matthews, Mitch Martyr, like all, all these top players with only one international tournament in that, an that entire time. That's, that's what? asinine. So I think that should be the focus if they can mimic that midseason. I don't know, but
3: like a, a midseason tourney. I am not, People always compare to midseason tournaments, you know. Oh, the FA Cup, the Carabao Cup. Those tournaments, though, are made up well of uh, a tournament of different leagues. I don't want to see a, a midseason tournament of the same 30 franchises. I want to see do a midseason tournament invite a couple of teams from the DEL, from the SHL, from Liga. Cool. Make it a true tournament in which you could have the Oilers playing Pelicans, you could have Maple Leafs playing HC Byrne. That to me is kind of cool because you, it, it'll be cool to see. A European team win an NHL tournament—that would be cool. A tournament with the same teams over and over again? No, thank you. That's boring.
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, I can understand that, but like, I feel like that goes into a whole other. Like, if you're incorporating teams from all all around the world, like neutral, what about neutral sites? Like, are we going to Europe for these games? Or are we going to North America for these games? Mm-hmm. Is is a team going to have to play extra games on top of what they have in the regular season as a result of that? Like, at least in in the, what the NBA is trying to do, like it doesn't seem as if like they'd add that many, if any games to their regular season schedule. Like I, I think in terms of an in-season tournament with what the NBA is at least trying to do, it's at least simplified, even if it is just with the same teams. Also, maybe this is a radical idea in terms of making it cool and incentivizing people to care about it. I think you do a tournament where a playoff spot is on the line. If
1: you win the tournament, you clinch a playoff spot. Yo, that would be sick. That's how you That's that how you would do be it. sick. But you'd have to have it later in the season. Then you couldn't have it like halfway through. It would have to, it would have to be like an Alec, a post deadline tournament. Fair. That's
0: fair. Yeah. But but like, I I think if you would, if you do it that way, where like, say like you were a fifth seed, or I I guess it wouldn't really work since we don't have a one through eight, but say you're in one of those divisional spots when you get the spot and you win the tournament and something Mm. crazy happens where you lose a couple spots, like the worst you could finish no lower than like the lowest possible seed. Like if you, if you're technically supposed to be in the spot where you're out of the playoffs, like you clinched that spot, you already did what you need to do. And maybe some people might think that's unfair, but like, if you did the work in in season to win that tournament, I think that should be enough. Maybe that's a wild idea. And maybe I'm just using this as a platform to just get on my soapbox and be like, Hey, let's do this. But (laughs) I think we should start doing some crazy. We should start doing some crazy stuff in the NHL. I think we should start there.
2: I like tell me about I like the concept. I think it could be good. I have zero faith in the <laughs> league's ability to execute on a good tournament. Let's,
0: let's try to imagine a world yeah. where we don't have to worry about yeah. the NHL's incompetence.
1: Yeah. I'm if we're not trying. worrying about that, yeah. then that that could be really cool. Like, if you could
2: have like the NBA run this
1: tournament for the <laughs> NHL. Yes, I <laughs> <laughs> just call Adam Silvers like Hey,
2: do
0: you
3: want to get anything? Yeah.
1: yeah. And anyway. like that would um, that would yeah. save teams. Like, like think of so many teams who have like been in a playoff spot and just like like the end of the season just like fell off a cliff and then completely missed. I can say from experience 13, 14 leafs, it sucks. Ooh. Winnipeg Jets maybe maybe in that right now right like that they were that team even we'll in them the in spot a the entire the entire year so like that could help teams there like you know you go you win that tournament you clinch that spot and then obviously it's not like you know you take your foot off the gas say okay screw it whatever we're in doesn't matter anymore you still try to like you know get to the highest seed possible um but that could be an interesting thing to kind of like save. Save those teams who have like those like end of season lapses or like those like post trade deadline, we're trying to mesh and work together, uh, type of scenario. So that would be awesome. That'd be really cool. It's kind of like, um, it'd be like in Big Brother or Survivor, how you have like those powers where it's just like, haha, I can't be evicted this, this week or something. So, like that, that'd be like, or like the Bachelor, cool. if you get a rose or Bachelorette, however that goes, like you get a rose and then you're safe from elimination that week. Side note, it, it, do people still like? Watch The Bachelor like like actually yeah yeah people still watch but isn't it like mega scripted? I mean, what reality show isn't mega scripted? No, you're right, but like mega scripted. Like, wasn't there a run of like five seasons in a row where like a person had a partner already, and then that partner walked into the house and was like, "Hey, you shouldn't be here. We're in a relationship." And it's like, how did you even get through the door? I mean, yeah,
0: definitely. There's stuff like that. But I mean, Even if you listen to how people talk on the show, they say like the journey instead of like the show or stuff. There's definitely things that like mm-hmm. producers tell the contestants to say, and I'm sure they throw in wild stuff to kind of throw people off too. My, my answer to that is what reality show doesn't have some element of scripted scripting or, or, or familiarity or anything like that. Like I'm pretty sure yeah. if you watch love is blind, you'll find similar tropes from season to season
1: to season so love is blind love is blind pisses me off so much i haven't watched the new season no i i it's good i watch it i watch it but this is the impetus of it like we're doing this experiment to to see if love is truly blind so we're gonna bring these 30 objectively hot people and then like (laughs) no there are there are people on the show this year who are not objectively hot oh really i didn't watch season three Beauty's in the eye of the beholder four. anyway.
2: Season four. There's four <laughs> Come on. You there are four seasons. There is um <laughs> like one of the contestants on this season is objectively yeah. the worst person I have ever seen on reality TV. Any show.
0: Okay. <laughs> this this might you be enough to so to, good. This might okay. be enough for me no, to finally no, no, no. subscribe to Netflix to watch.
1: <laughs> yo i need to get back man like i was because they're doing the yeah. whole like ip address thing but then i saw yeah. that they're they're making an anime version of scott pilgrim and bringing back yes! all the original voice actor from the movie i'm like okay well damn take my money okay now now i have to get now i have to get my subscription back because like i'm gonna watch the hell out of that
2: now i need yeah. you to watch Love was blind so i can
3: get omar's thoughts on it
1: this is true yeah okay I, yo I, versus, I do watch
3: yeah. I, I do watch one of these garbage shows temptation island and it's so bad because it's so funny because I find it funny because the host will say, Oh, you think your spouse is faithful, hey? Eh? Here's your spouse in bed with somebody else. We're going to show a teeth for everybody else. It's like that man. kind of messiness. That kind of messiness to me is funny. You watch yeah. your spouse, you know, doing things thing with somebody else and you're watching it in a, in a group.
1: Yo, there is another show on. By- I don't know if it was by the same people who did Love Was Blind, but the the idea was like um a couple would come in, one partner wants to get married, and the other person isn't sure, and then they oh. mix and match and the old date, they old date committed? They, I don't know what it was called. That so show that's a was Netflix wild. show wild. Yeah, I, that show was wild. Just straight up walking in, like dating other people and stuff. I'm like Yo, but what is this? I'm like, how are you gonna come back and get married after this? And then like, like everything's with like, and then in like the the one on one conversations, they're just like saying like, oh, you know, this person's better and this person's more adventurous. I'm like, hey, yo, like, how are you gonna get back together after this is done? Like, whatever everything's gonna be like announced and stuff. Anyway, yeah, these yeah, reality shows are holy. But like Netflix is doing a good job with these reality shows. Yeah, now I'm actually I thinking to, to get back on the Love Is Blind. How did we get? How did we get on this topic?
0: I don't know how we got there. It's my exactly. fall. The yeah, yes yes okay i'll try to get us back on track here let's talk about (laughs) uh the western conference wild card uh chase which uh we know calgary's in there we know winnipeg is in there we know nashville has a couple games in hand uh seattle (laughs) has that first wild card spot
1: that's hilarious they sold at the deadline and And they're there They can still make it that's they could be they
0: could get it They
1: can still get it. That's hilarious.
0: Yeah. Anyway, Could you imagine that? Uh, Seattle uh, occupies uh, the first of the two wild card spots. And I believe Calgary's three points out. So Winnipeg must be two points out of uh, Seattle. But Seattle also has two Mm -hmm. uh, uh, games in hand. Everybody, Mm -hmm. we know there's two spots, four teams. Tell me the two teams you think are going to make it. Tell me why. Avery, we'll start with you.
3: Okay. Two teams are going to make it. I think Seattle does find a way to hang in there. I like what they've had there. One of the more balanced teams in the Western Conference. They've got a strong record away from um, from Seattle, 24-10-4. and four. Mm-hmm. And I even though the goaltending has been a bit odd. They're still finding ways to win games with Martin Jones and Grubauer in net. So I'm going to go with Seattle mm-hmm. winning at one spot. And then wild card two... Wow, I'm I gotta go with Calgary. I'm gonna go with Calgary catching Winnipeg. Calgary's one four straight. Ah, They're okay. They're hot. They're hot right now. And I don't see I I don't see Winnipeg spiral stopping anytime soon. You're seeing you're seeing Rick Bonus do pressers where he's clearly angry at his team. They're not playing Nick Eler. Like this is a team in a free fall. I don't see them stopping you anytime soon.
0: Are we? He's sure he's angry at his team or angry at Mark Scheifele? Maybe both. I guess. But yes. Yes. <laughs> 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 yeah yes. you guys see that eye roll he did the other day he's oh. getting answered a question they mm. got and mentioned mark Scheifele. he's just looks so salty <laughs> man dog
1: <laughs> dog
0: oh my also gosh. i i have to make this shout out real quick uh uh i know he has nothing to do with the show uh but jesse pollock of uh tsn's bar down who said he would lick oh. uh, a carpet at tsn if uh the jets missed the playoffs
3: Yes. I'm not rooting
0: for anything with the with the Jets or anything like that. Just try to be
1: impartial here.
0: But it would be really hilarious if you had to do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> honestly, when it comes to the two teams, like I'm with Avery 100. I think I think Seattle will hold on as well. Like even though their goaltending is wonky, but like they score a lot. Like they're one of the, mm-hmm. the top scoring teams in the West. Um, mm-hmm. sadly, with D- Jared McCann, who would have looked awesome in a least Um How many goals does Jared what?
0: McCann have this year? Uh, at least thirty. Hold on. Uh, at least 30 um i don't think it's at least uh, i feel like it's more I, he, than has, he has
1: he has he has at least 30 i, I don't know what the, 35 he has, 30, so. he has 35 gold why'd you guys let him go
3: you tell me man <laughs> i don't know
2: freaking. anyway at least you didn't uh decide to keep jake for 10 and over him
1: yeah that's bad uh, so yeah so Seattle and then yeah I'm I'm all aboard the, the Calgary hype train man like I the like I, I think they they can't let this opportunity like go to waste like they've they've been in that like weird bubble all season and now they finally have a shot with Winnipeg kind of falling down you know they kind of bounced back and had a big game I think they won like what six nothing over the doubles or something like that but like what Avery said was true, man. Like, th- there are some issues in that room. And so you have a team that was in a playoff spot all year, has kind of fallen out a little bit, and has, has some nastiness going on versus a team that's kind of struggled to find themselves a little bit. But now, like, this can be something that they rally around, right? So I hope they do it. I, I hope they can hold on. I hope, Mark like, mark, goaltending is going to be the big difference. Winnipeg has hella buck. Calgary has Markstrom. If if I needed Both those if, goalies if, at their best, they're really good. Yeah, but one goalie's been at his best longer, and his name's true. not Markstrom. So, yeah. uh, so but I but I think it would be really cool if if Calgary ends up ends up getting in. Not not just you know not just to to bash on Winnipeg and Winnipeg fans, and and such because you know nothing like beating the Leafs, eh? Um, Is that what put, they sound like? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that's 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 just my like my generic like mocking voice um yeah Seattle, Calgary. uh
2: I'm going to agree with Omar and Avery I think it's Seattle and I think it's Calgary I of of the Flames the Jets and the Preds I think the Flames have the easiest schedule coming up they do uh they mm. play they play the Blackhawks the Jets, the Canucks, the Preds, the Sharks. They play the There's... Jets? Yeah, oh, and the Jets play each other as well.
1: Do you know, Omar, Wednesday? Yeah, I'm watching that. That's huge. Yeah.
0: Wednesday Wednesday is like the biggest game of the season for both of those teams. Yeah. Whoa. Well, and then the Jets and the
2: Preds play as well. But I think mm-hmm. each of the Jets and the Preds also have to play the Golden Knights and the Avs.
0: Flames play the Preds right after uh, – no, they yeah. play the Canucks, I think, and then they play the Preds as one of their final two games as well. So the Flames also have the Predators, get, Predators in their sights so before it's the like, season ends.
2: It's for sure tight. It's going to be an exciting race, but I think not having to play the Avs or the Golden Knights or the Dallas Stars helps them a lot.
0: Here's a counterpoint with the Flames, though. Uh, Chicago, they're playing – well, by the time everyone gets this, it'll be today. Did you know uh, the Flames have not beaten Chicago this year yet? It has Why? not happened. Hmm. They, I don't know. They lost in overtime to them. And they got blow. They got the brakes blown off of them uh, a two months, like two or three months ago. So like okay, so that is that, very. That's that's very much a trap game uh, for against Chicago. Uh,
1: I that, don't that think can't the Flames, that can't happen. That, that that's I agree. Unbelievable. I they lose that. The
0: Flames have also, I, if if memory serves, have also not beaten Nashville this year either. There are trap games like kind of around that Winnipeg game. So, I mean, like they have the Flames the, yeah. did
2: pick up like all former Canucks and all the former Canucks teams and current Canucks teams. What they do is you show up for the games against like the good teams and you blow yeah. the easy games that you should win. So,
3: yeah, that
0: is that's been the Calgary Flames for a good chunk of this year. I want
1: to, I want to, I want to say they're going to make it, um, but like. Man, they really got to get those Man. points.
0: Um, they could come down to that a,
1: last game of the season, which would be sick.
0: That would be so good. Yeah, cool. It's going to be insane. I just yeah. want to mention something with Seattle. Uh, I believe they have seven games left, I want to say. Three of those games are against Arizona. <laughs> three of them. <laughs> three of them. But, <laughs> but, but their final two games of the season are against the Golden Knights.
3: Who That's may have fair. something
0: to, who may have something to play for, depending on what the Pacific Division looks like uh, by the end of the year. Something to keep in mind. Uh, I know people in Edmonton may pay attention to those games, depending on what the structure or what the point standings look like. Um, yeah. Other than that, though, I don't want to. I don't want it to be unanimous, but I, I, I can't. I really think Winnipeg's going to crumble. I think their schedule's too tough, and I think Calgary's mindset has changed. I mean, you were mentioning Winnipeg having problems in the room. I mean, Calgary's had some issues in the room that I know for sure. Like they're they're Winnipeg's not alone in that, but it mm. seems as if they found a way to step above their problems, and put themselves in a position where they could at least get some points. I'll say Seattle, Calgary, but let's let's get back to this in about a week. Let's get back yeah. to this in a week and see what the standings look like.
1: Yeah, could you imagine about. Winnipeg falling out of that of that spot? I can. And then I don't, that's going to be a fascinating off season. Like, because even last year, there were whispers of like things being, you know, talked about shyly saying like, Oh, well, you know, I, I want to know what the direction of the team is. Pierre-Luc Dubois probably, probably already has his Montreal Canadiens backpacked. So like, like, it'll be fascinating to see like what happens, or maybe, maybe they can just ring it all together again and say, you know what, we can go one more time. But yeah, it's just like something. I, again, we we make the joke of over it, over, over and over and over again. But like Mark Mark Andre Fleury, like killed the Jets, dude. Like that that was that was it. Ever since then, it's been downhill from there. <laughs> so so it'll be interesting to see what happens from here. Is Mark Andre Fleury
0: like if the Jets miss the playoffs? You know that meme of that one guy who's at the funeral. is like I pulled up at one of my, my hater's biggest funeral just to make sure he was dead. Because
3: someone like, do you like a Photoshop
2: where they put poor contract on his head? You know what we don't talk about? (laughs) You know what we don't actually
3: talk about
2: is Dustin Buffalo knew. He just knew. He was just like, I don't want to be Oh,
1: he pulled the Houdini quick. I'm just going to leave.
0: And I bet Paul Maurice knew too.
3: I
1: bet Paul Maurice Mm -hmm. knew. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Something like just, just bad vibes in that room, man. Yeah, bad vibes in that room. I just it, none of those guys seem. I mean, maybe not none of those guys. It's just at least the outside perception is that there's, there's, there's this core that should have done a lot better than they should have done, and I'm not convinced that they're. I don't. I don't know how I'd fit in that room if I was on that team. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Nate Schmitz there is a really nice guy. I don't know how I get along with Mark Shifley.
1: I don't yeah, know. which is, the, especially when it just comes down to just, like, like I've seen, like, sometimes, like, clips of, like, Mark Shifley's, like, Mark Shifley's play on the ice is, like, a float on Twitter. Like, literally, you change the jersey, it looks like JT Miller. Like, like just no defensive like, no defensive awareness, like, zero effort at all. And it's, like... Dude, like you're the team's best player. Like, like he offensively, he's wicked. Like, I will like you can't say anything about his like yeah. offensive game, but like sometimes just the straight up like defensive reads. It's like, oh my gosh, like what, like what's going on? Like what's happening? Like, so I, I don't know. I don't know. There, there's there's so much, but when you look at their cap, it's just like their cap situation
3: is pretty sick. So and then he, and Winnipeg, and they've regressed since 2018 when they went to the, the, the final against against Vegas in the Western final ever since then we thought okay Winnipeg you know they lost Vegas but they'll, they'll be back here again have not happened since they regressed mm-hmm. and keep progressing keep progressing and now that window is about to slam shut for the Jets totally
0: yeah I feel bad for the fans there who obviously all those fans who were waiting for a team to come back in Winnipeg for for years upon years and if this does not go well they're going to find themselves in a position where they're essentially going to have to do an aggressive retool, rebuild, whatever they're going to have to do to, I don't know, just restructure the core. They cannot run this back again with the same casting characters. I'd be surprised if Rick bonus wanted to stick around for this. Not because it's a bad coach, but like, does that look like a guy who's having fun? No, nope. no, no, no. Anyway. All right. So Seattle, Calgary unanimous from us. We think they're going to make it out uh, into the playoffs Uh, sorry, Winnipeg, sorry, Nashville, but, uh, Hey, we'll be back in this in a week and maybe we'll be wrong. Maybe we'll be right. Let's move on to, uh, PK Subban. Uh, it's time for, to have that conversation. So, uh, we've spoken a lot about, uh, the pride night, uh, the different teams and what they've done over the last few days and weeks and all the stories that have come from that. And it's been really interesting to hear some of the players speak on it the way that they have and interesting in the fact that it's very eye-catching and of course worthy enough for us to talk about But uh, PK uh, was asked about it. Uh, Reuters uh, was uh, speaking to him about it, and they put out an article. And uh, here's some quotes uh, from PK with regards to that subject. I'll just read out for you guys. Uh, I feel people pick and choose what they want to talk about, and I don't like it when we put the onus on athletes to be activists. Uh, I will read this other one, too. They don't need to be activists. Not saying it is right or wrong to wear the pride jersey. We just have to be careful, very careful, how we push players to do things. You can support the LGBTQ community without having to wear a hat, a T-shirt, or a jersey. I I think if you've listened to the show enough, you know how we all feel about players wearing Pride Night jerseys. But what about how PK is presenting this and how he's saying that the onus shouldn't be on athletes to be activists? Does he have a point here? Is he just playing this down the middle? Is he wrong? Let's have a, let's try to have a discussion about these comments because obviously because of a player like PK, who is uh, as much of a personality as he is. And, and a lot of people genuinely like him for, for doing that. When he says stuff like that, it's obviously something that we're all going to take notice. And there's, it's pretty fair to say there's a, a bit of a mixed reaction with how this has been uh been perceived. Omar, do you want to start?
1: Yeah, I, I think it, it comes down to this and, and, and this is something that like any, any player will know, you know, PK Subban would definitely should know this as well, is that once you're, when you're in the public eye, and especially if you're a professional athlete, whether you like it or not, you're in, you're a role model. Like forget about the, the, the activism piece. Like you are a role model. So people will be listening and caring about the things that, that you say and that you do, because they're looking for for someone to to look up to. They're looking for someone to kind of follow, as far as you know, obviously like player habits, but also just morals and perspectives and what is right and what is wrong. So, do you don't have to wear a a, um, a pride hat or a pride jersey to to show support for the LGBTQ plus community? Sure, but that is how or that's one of the main ways it is done or it has been, has been done in the league. And we're getting to a point now where players are individually choosing not to, which is whether they like it or not is going against a message that individual players, organizations, and the league try to show. So again, yeah, I, I understand that piece for sure about the activism aspect, but like you're a role model you put on, you put on an NHL, an NHL sweater, you are a role model. And what you say and what you do holds weight, and it impacts different people, but both positive positively and negatively. Again, I don't think we're here if the flyers hand, handle handled the handle the, their their situation properly. And that was one player. And now we have a trend of all these things taking place. So yeah, I, I do think it's a little lo- it's a little well, a little bit trying to stay on the fence because. I think we just have to be, you know, you know, cognizant of the fact that people are going to be watching and people are going to be looking for someone to look up to. And when you have, you know, players like, if you have like a, like a Sidney Crosby saying that this is important and this is important and this is why we uh, this is why we should show support for this. When you have players like Zach Hyman standing up saying, you know, this is this is something that doesn't go against my religion, that doesn't go against what I believe. That this that go you know, that this is this is the way to be inclusive, right? We're we're looking for, or at least young fans or fans overall are looking for things to latch onto, and that's just what it means to be a role model. And I think players are players are that whether they like whether they like it or not. Uh, Sam, do you want
0: it next, or do you want it, do you want Avery to go? Next? I got a
2: lot. Of, I got a lot of thoughts about this.
0: Go. I off. actually,
2: I think, I don't think he's sitting on the fence. I actually think that. By saying, oh, they shouldn't be required to be activists, and they're not, by choosing not to wear the jersey, they're not, uh, like, you shouldn't be giving them any grief. I actually think you're choosing a side. I think you're saying it's fine. I don't think that's sitting on the fence. Um, I think he goes further than that in the article. He actually says, the article says, Subban rejected any suggestion that minorities and marginalized children might feel unwelcome in these buildings after watching their favorite NHL team or player choose not to support some Pride Night initiatives. And I don't think that's sitting on the fence. I think that's actually saying, well, they don't feel that way, which I think if you talk to any person who's actually in the 2 LGBTQIA plus community is not true. And I don't think it was appropriate or fair for him to say that. And it underscores the importance of what we've said before about intersectionality. Yes, he's a great advocate for Um, players of color. Yes, he's a great advocate for children, like his donation to the Montreal Children's Hospital. But it was not his place to say what these fans should and shouldn't feel. And frankly, they've said otherwise, and he should be listening to them. And he should understand that. Um, The other thing that I think really bothered me about the comments is the idea that wearing a pride jersey is activism. It's not activism. And by the way, saying like, Yes, you don't have to wear a jersey to support the community. That's true. But you've had three players now choose not to wear the jersey expressly on the basis that it is against their beliefs to be queer. That's activism. That's Mm -hmm. actually more activism than wearing the jersey. Mm -hmm. And so to me, I thought the statement was really disingenuous. Um, To Omar's point about being a role model, I think if you're in a sport where consistently from the time, like I remember PK being in juniors, world juniors, every year we get told these are players of great character. Every coach tells you we're building character in the locker room. You don't get to sell a sport about character in the locker room and being good guys. And then being like, actually, we don't need to like care about what message we're putting out there. Actually, we don't need to care about our platform. And frankly, like I said earlier, he donated money to the. Montreal Children's Hospital. I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. He got a lot of good press for it. He used his platform for good. You don't get to actually pick and choose what platform what your platform does. You can't just be like, "Well, I'm going to use the platform when I get good press." But if people have expectations of me to use my platform in a in a meaningful way, you don't actually get to do that either. Like you don't get to like take all the benefits of your platform and then disregard all the responsibility for things you don't like or agree with so i i actually don't think i don't think he was sitting on the fence i actually think what he said was wrong and disappointing.
0: okay uh avery i'd like to hear from you
3: i'll, I'll say some stuff but i want to hear from Avery first mm, yeah a lot of great points made by both omar and sam i know pk mentioned you don't you don't have to wear the jersey okay but then what else a players doing because players aren't doing anything else we're not seeing many players doing anything else outside of the jersey a lot of players clearly would not do anything if that wasn't a thing. So that's the thing I, I don't like. It's the fact, you know, okay, cool. New Jersey, cool, but what else are players doing? And most of them don't do anything else. Beyond that, they would rather just ignore um, Pride as a whole. So that's something they hear. That's a great point in terms of this platform. Like It's you know, a thing in which I understand what Pico is trying to say, but again, like you cannot speak for um, fans from the group community you can't speak for them pk you should be talking to them understanding it more assuming is a very bad look i feel into how they would feel about this you can't assume you're not in their shoes
0: no no it, it, that's very true uh, the one thing i i, I yeah. wonder with pk oh you go ahead
3: i was just gonna say
2: i know we focus a lot on the negative comments i actually think an example of a player who actually did the work and really had a thoughtful answer was Calaposo. Like mm. Kalaposo gave a great answer about the importance of pride night. And the best part of it was he took the time on his own to go speak to someone who worked in diversity and equity. And that's frankly what they should be doing. Like, great. You mm-hmm. want to say you want to say, I'm not wearing the Jersey, but I'm going to go talk to these people and figure out what I can do to educate people in the locker room. Fine. Talk about that. That's not what PK did.
0: Mm, no. And I think because of the nature of the sport in that we, it's not good to assume, and I know Avery just kind of said that, but because of the conservative nature of the sport, how guys are are like individualities repressed, but also guys just don't want to be in the spotlight for certain things. Like, I think there's room for people to be like James Van Riemsdyk and Scott Lawton to take time out of their day to, you know, show around non-binary fans at games. Like, I I, I don't think... Like when PK says like, oh, the media is only doing half its job in this. Like, I think that's kind of, I don't think that's a fair comment to say either, because I think there are media people, especially in a sport like hockey, where I think there's a side of people who want it to be more progressive than what we've seen. I think they want to tell some of those stories. They want to see players give a damn about certain social issues and point those people out and be like, hey, like, this is really cool that you're doing this, especially in light of what's going on. But because maybe they could have of,
2: actually uh, maybe they could have actually written that story about Lawton and JVR if they didn't get pulled away from doing that to address Provorov.
0: Exactly. Like that, that's it. That's my whole point. Like you, you can't be mad at the media for focusing on a guy all of a sudden who's saying, I'm not gonna wear this jersey, something we've never seen the sport do until that very point. Like you can't mm-hmm. be mad at us for doing that. And I've made this point how many times before about how hockey is the sport where Everyone is supposed to be this unified front playing for the sh- the shirt, the logo on the front, not the name on the back. And this happens to be the time where players all of a sudden want to be individuals, want to do some form of activism and take a stand on that. And for people who are like, why are we focusing on that? Excuse me? Like what? Like, there's no way we're going to ignore that. I can understand. That I'm getting also, fatigued I'm, that and tired it. about it. I get that. But like, how are you going to expect us to not focus on that? Like, Mm -hmm. it's 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 out of the ordinary and there are actually
2: distractions in the dressing room like come
0: (laughs) on and i think there are people who actually would want to do more of those stories of people doing really well and and taking time out of their their schedules or or their hockey life to be like hey man i'm gonna do everything i can to make this sport more inclusive uh than just the the hundreds of white boys you see on the ice but i think just with the way Pride night has been dealt with for some of these certain teams and some of these players. Like, I don't know how we don't focus on that bad side. Unfortunately, not to say we like doing it, but like, it's hard, really hard to, to ignore that. And I'll, I'll say this with, with being on the fence here. I I think, I think the reason why I kind of framed it that way in terms of PK kind of being in the middle. I mean, I, I think with the way his comments kind of came across, I think he would, I think he would have no problem wearing a jersey if he were still playing today i'm trying to remember if he's ever been in that situation where he's done that i'm sure if that's happened we could probably pull that up somewhere so i don't think he's he would have a problem doing that and he does say okay i don't have a problem with that but it's just i don't know just seeing him kind of say it like it just felt like one of those instances where he's trying his absolute best to appease certain people while also appeasing the other side of the other side of the debate who doesn't want to wear the jersey or doesn't want to come across as activists or doesn't want to rock the boat in any way and i think with with pk whether it's him being wishy-washy on the hda stuff and ultimately doing stuff for himself uh, uh or or how he's even responded to, to 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 police in regards to black lives matter and all that like this is pretty consistent with how PK has handled some of those issues. Like this isn't necessarily to say that he doesn't care, but I think he realizes that there there's a whole audience of people that he would like to have in his corner regardless of what they think and he's trying to be centrist. He's trying to be in the middle. And I mean that comes with consequences, I guess. Like you're going to have people who agree, you're going to have people who disagree. But when I saw those comments, I was, I was not surprised. I was not shook. I was not surprised. I was not shook in any way. Like this is, this feels very consistent with how PK presents himself, heck of a player, heck of a personality, but for certain things like this, he's been known to kind of go in the middle or find a way to go about doing his own thing and seeing to it that he gets his own, as opposed to, you know, joining some other cause or, Going full on out, uh, I guess joining other players. Like he's gonna he's gonna do it for himself. And not maybe it's a selfish thing, maybe it's not a selfish thing, but there's some kind of angle that always comes with these types of takes from PK when they come out.
1: Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and to be honest, I was just gonna say, like, as far as you know, the 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 uproar or like the, the anger as to why. The, the, the negative of, of, of players not wearing pride jerseys is, is, is hyper-focused on. Oh, that's because the NHL likes to throw it in our face that hockey is for everyone. That That's their big slogan. But it's and a lie. It's
0: a damn if, lie. If it's if been I, a
1: lie. It's been a lie. Like, as soon as they first started doing <laughs> that, it's like, okay, sure. And then what do we get? We get example after example after example after example after example
3: of why it's not. Hmm. You, and, you can't, the- like – yeah, go Avery. And the go. league staying, and the league staying in the middle. Being the one pro sports league that stays in the middle. Whenever the Always. league in North America takes a proper stance. NHL, we won't comment. We won't comment. The te- the teams can comment. But- mm-hmm. Even the NHLPA guy said the same thing. He was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm pretty sure he said something about, like, oh,
1: you know every player has an individual choice. Like, come, come on, man. Like, yeah, like, no one wants to, to take a legitimate stance on this and say, like, this is right or this is wrong, it's always like, oh, well, you know, everyone has their individual choices and stuff. Is say, okay, but if you're going to preach that hockey is for everyone and something is being done that is making fans not feel welcome, that's a problem. And if you don't think that's a problem, then you don't understand. And if you don't understand, then you're in the exact place that we thought you have been in since 1917 when the league started.
0: Okay. Um, Anyone else want to add anything on that? Or do we want to move on to our final topic? I feel like we've exhausted as much as we could on, on this discussion. I'm happy. This was actually a discussion. And and Mm. I I think we were, even if we were all more or less uniform on what we wanted to say, I think we all brought different points to the table. So I'm really glad we were able uh, to have that discussion. And now we can talk about the Boston Bruins and the fact that uh, they have a uh, president's trophy. Awkward segue time. People love doing those. Yeah, uh, the Boston Bruins, uh, they are the fourth team in NHL history to have won uh, 60 games in an NHL season. Uh, does everyone know, uh, who knows the three other teams who've done it? That won 60 games? Yeah, 60 games in an NHL Red, wing,
3: Red Wings in A5 Wings did that? Yes, they uh, did.
0: Who else? Was Chicago one of them? Chicago is not one of those three teams. Mm. There is an original oh. six team that is among the three. Oh, we Montreal, have, no? Montreal, yeah, Montreal is among them. And the third yeah. one is pretty recent. Pretty recent Tem- Tampa. Yes. Yes. Tampa Bay. They did oh, it. Remember that year where they were really good. Pain. Awesome. Remember that, remember that team that, that year was really good. And then they got bounced in the first round by Columbus.
1: That was a 60. That was a 60 win season. That was the year oh, they did it. Wait, that was the year that Kucherov had like 128 points or something, right? That was the year they, oh, they pretty, should yeah. have swept every damn award. Yeah, and then yep, they lost yep. in the first round. Um, I just want to let you know, hockey gods. I am not the one who who brought this up, so please do not take this out on me or these fans or the team itself. I didn't bring it up. Disregard
0: what he said. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay
0: so um chicago in the salary cap era uh chicago uh won the president's trophy in tw- they did win the president's trophy but they didn't win 60 games but they mm. uh are they won the president's trophy in the cup in 2013 detroit won in 2008 and those are the only two teams in the salary cap era to win the president's trophy and win the stanley cup in the same season sorry sam is there a is there a curse? Yeah, sorry. Is there a curse? Do we do we believe in curses on this show? Is that a thing? I I don't really believe in curses like that. I'm gonna just knock on wood, but I don't believe in curses like that. So like I, I don't I, do I, I do just, we believe weird...
1: in curses on this on this show? Do you not see what's on yeah, my that... head? Do you not see what's behind me? Oh yeah, that's true. You believe support... in the Bruce Pedro curse? Cause it's true. What do you mean? It's
0: not true.
2: it's true there's only one way to find out there's only (laughs) one way to find out
1: literally i i will take him being on i'll i'll take him on tsn yes hire him (laughs) yes yes i was yo man before he got hired by the canucks i was like screaming from the top of my lungs like i I don't know I i don't care how it is assistant mentor eye in the sky whatever um but yeah do i believe in curses i mean i think the way that the playoffs are set up especially now again there's no benefit of doing well in the play in the regular season there really isn't right like it's it's awesome so they're going to get this nice fancy trophy that's cool good for them but they could still run into a, a wild card team who can just like knock them out in the first round and and, and we've seen that so many so, and so many times and like again i think i think there are there are so many underdog stories in in hockey because, like, they go in knowing what the narrative is. They're, this is the big, bad team. You know, they 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 destroyed the regular season. And the, there's been so many times where an eighth seed is knocked out the first. Habs did it. Knocked out knocked out Washington. The Kings did it. 2012, they went on to win the Cup. So, like, I don't know if it's a curse. I think it's just, like, I don't know, like, the energy, perhaps? Because you have one team that, like, I don't know. There's There's no – like, it really doesn't make sense. It does like the like the best team in the regular season should go on to be the better the better team in the playoffs, but like it just doesn't transcend the rules change. The refs look at the rule book and say, okay, there it goes. Now it's gone. I don't know. I think if any team can like benefit from the playoff switch, it, w- it would be Boston, but there's there's there been so many so many examples of good teams that just can't get it done or just don't go all the way in the playoffs. And I think it's because it's just so random, like so many things can happen. Uh, a, a stupid bounce, an injury, a penalty. Look, look what happened up Vegas and San Jose. They gave, they gave San Jose a five minute major. You score four goals, granted. Then they, then, you know, stand, then Vegas can turn around and, and, and tied it. And then San Jose wins in overtime. Like it just like, so the, the smallest play can make such a big difference. And I think that's why we don't see it that much.
3: Or also two, you run to a hot Remember 2006 Red Wings. Had Shanahan, Iceman, Lidstrom, they were still juggernauts. And who couldn't they not beat in round one? Dwayne Rollison. They couldn't mm. get past Dwayne Rollison because he was on fire that entire postseason. So a hard goaltender can shut down number one team a lot of times, quite often. Who was the goalie in Columbus? Was it was it Corpus? was it Corpusalo?
1: Uh,
3: I wouldn't be surprised. Uh.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if it was him. But like, yeah, to Avery's point, and, that, and that's why goaltending is so. St- don't give goalies a lot of money. Don't just just find find someone random. Because like some random Andre Vasilevsky, he's not worth the investment. No, he is, but Sergey Bobrovsky is not. Double digits, no. my friend. So no, no <laughs> so like not. you can just find anyone. Hold on, let me let me see if I
0: can. Carey Price before he got banged up, you could make it. I mean, he kind of got paid for what he had already done, but he got a cup that's... final out of that. It's kind of mixed. Yeah, I don't, yeah I, I don't know, man. There's something weird about... I, I'm not going to go out and say it's a curse, uh, but there's something about the Bruins doing really well that a little bit of doubt is crept in my mind because there's been so many years where we've seen teams do so well in the regular season and then they fall short when it really matters. I mean... And plus, like, think... with the way the... Eat... Wait,
3: what are you going to say? I
2: just, no, I don't think it's a curse. I think you could be the best team on paper every game in the season and you have a mathematically something like 22 and a half percent chance of winning the cup right like it's still you could be you could do everything right and there's just an element of luck in hockey that doesn't exist in other sports which is why it's fun to watch that makes it completely unpredictable like just the way playoffs are structured the team you draw, like the injuries you sustain, like so much goes into it. Other than what you did in the regular season, that I don't think it's a curse. It's just really hard to win, even if you do it right.
1: Oh, it was like, I wasn't Corpus Allo. it was Bobrovsky before he went to Florida. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought
2: that he was in Columbus. <laughs>
0: Didn't he win a, a Vesita in Col- – he won his Vesitas in Columbus. Yeah, both of them.
1: Both of them. Just, he would have one year where he was fine. great and then another year where he was bad and then another year where he was great and then another year where he was bad. That's <laughs> like <sorry>. great. <laughs> yeah.
0: It, yeah, no. I just I, – but to, to, to get back to the Bruins for a second, like it wouldn't surprise me at all if like they ran into Tampa in the conference final or something and then like they lost – they're, I think they're, they're a good team. They're a great team. They might go down as the greatest regular season team to ever play. But it, <clears throat> Excuse me. it's really hard to go through an entire postseason and, and, and win all those games. So if they do it, like that's going to be the most impressive job we've seen a team wire to wire, especially a team that had all those injuries to start the year. I thought they weren't going to make the playoffs, and they would. they find themselves in this position. I just don't know if, Mm -hmm. I mean, again, I don't believe in curses, but like it would not surprise me in the slightest if they ran into a team that just kind of cut them down, even if it's a seven-game series and they found a way to do it. Could you imagine if the Leafs like met them in like, I guess it would be what, round two or round three? Probably round two. It would be round two. Imagine if the Leafs beat them like 10 years after like the first set of heartbreak. Do you know what would happen? That would would be incredible. That would actually be a really cool story. (laughs)
1: Yo, I, you know, I'm not. Omar, I'm are you okay? Be, I didn't mean to get your hopes up. I, Julian, see that, that that's the thing. My hopes are always up, but then they are brought back down with the reality. Because I I think about that, I really do. When 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 someone for, told me that, like based off of how the playoffs would would work out, that that if the Leafs do the thing this year and went around, that they would have to get through Boston. And I just think, I'm a big anime person. And yes. I think of all the times the anime characters, they lose to that same person over and over again. And then they have that moment where it's like, you know what? I'm not going to lose. I'm not going to lose this time. And I think about it, and then I get scared. And I stop thinking about it. Because that, that, that would heal so many scars like around the world. Cause again, like that first that first game seven is is so many of these fans were were, were you moment. That that would heal so many scars. Um, scars
0: remind us that the past is real.
1: Damn, that was deep.
3: Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's, wow. Yeah. Can we get that on a yeah. shirt? But but, but, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just listen, you yeah.
0: just listen to just listen to Papa Roach. I guess I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think I'd ever quote that band. But I just did. Um, no, I, I get it. Like, it, oh, Actually, Avery, you had a point. You go ahead.
3: Uh, I was going to say, speaking of playoffs, it's too bad in that shortened season where we we're all in different divisions. We That was the one year we could have gotten in a cup final. We could have had Toronto versus Boston for the cup. We could have had that.
0: We really could have had that.
1: Yo, that was their that um, was their easiest path to the Stanley Cup final
0: at a up.
1: ever.
3: Like not like ever.
1: They, that will never happen again. Like. I think I think there was there was a stretch where um yeah I think for like like two and a half weeks I kept posting a uh, I kept posting a meme, and then each day it was coping with memes, and one of the memes was like a person holding out a note. It was just like, oh, here is an easy path to the Stanley Cup final, and the other person just like dodges it, like, oh, so so because it would have been Montreal, and then it would have been yeah. what Winnipeg, I think. And then that's it. Yeah, it, that. yeah, it, yeah, yeah. And then, and then Vegas. Which okay. And then it would have been Tampa, right? Yes. No. Yes. Yeah.
0: It was. It was Tampa. Yeah, it was Tampa. In, it was Tampa in yeah. Twenty twenty one. Yeah. We were. We. It, we. But what? What would have been funny too is if the Island. Remember that Tampa series in the conference in the third round. They won a game seven against the Islanders. We were very close to. Like a John Tavares Stanley Cup final. Do you know how insane that would have been
3: against New York? Right, yeah, I'm gonna,
0: <laughs> I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop making Gobar feel sad. I'll just say this though: um, the Boston Bruins, they have a chance at accomplishing something incredible. And I know some people might feel a little uh, tough about it, but if they manage to pull it off, win the Stanley Cup at the end. We would have to give them that respect as as one of the best individual teams of the salary cap era. And again, I know that's tough to do. Sam,
1: Sam, would we have to give them respect?
2: No.
0: There you go. I guess that's fair. You don't you don't have to do that if you don't want to. Again, I mean, as I mentioned earlier in the year, the only thing that stopped them this year at all is due diligence. I guess you don't have to. Um, but, <laughs> but, yo, that's, why are we doing yo, that? Made this, I've too, made this joke. Yo, that took a I've second. made this <laughs> joke before. <laughs> I've made this joke before. This is not a surprise. <laughs> that
1: would call me. me that, Due
0: diligence is the only thing that has stopped the Bruins this year, as far as I'm oh, concerned. But, God, but here's what timer. I will say about the Leafs. Here's what I'll say about the Leafs. If they win round one and they find themselves in a position where they Matchup against the Bruins, they could have their Ash Ketchum moment. That guy, Ash Ketchum, was a lead character on Pokemon for almost 30 years.
1: One 26. chip. 26 Yo, years. What, one 26. chip. Yep. And people will say, like, oh, but he won the Orange Islands and the Data Frontier. That's like winning was- the President's Trophy. Yes. Absolutely. Every year, this man would come to the Pokemon League with a stacked team. The, the only the only year where I was like, you know what? Yeah, take that L was um one dude whipped out a legendary Pokemon, which I don't know how that's a, that's a, that's a, like follows the rules. He whipped out a legitimate legendary. I think it was like a dark <laughs> I'm like, how the hell is that fair? First off, how do you catch a dark with a regular Pokeball? You no know, like ultra balls or whatever. I, that I, my inner child was very mad watching that episode. And then poor Ash had his Pikachu. It was game over. GG's. I'm like, yeah, that's fair. That's fair.
3: Sam Avery, did,
0: did you understand what he just said?
3: I To an extent, but it's like, yo, Ash Ketchum, one final in 26 years, the San Jose Sharks of anime. Come on, man. Oh! oh!
1: <laughs> yo!
0: Yeah, that's, the that's San so
1: Jose Sharks of anime. <laughs> yo, I mean, that, I mean that's, Ash that's Ketchum true, at least dude, won.
0: The Sharks didn't.
1: True. Yo, that's true, man. True, eh? That 2016 year that was tough. I wanted them to win that year, but yeah, it was cool I really wanted them to win that it year. It was cool to see Kessel. Kessel got his cup though. That was sick. Hbk. 11. Okay, is it is it too
0: soon to ask everybody if the Bruins? Oh wait, I know we'll do our our Stanley Cup playoff predictions at some point. Can we? But not? a quick yes or no: Will the Bruins make the Stanley Cup final this year?
3: I'm going to say no. I don't think so. I will say no. Okay. Hey, we're all
0: unanimous again. We all think despite what the Bruins have done this year, they will not make the Stanley Cup final, which means the quote-unquote curse will live on.
1: There are too many goalies in the East who can just hurt, who can flip the switch and decide, you know what? You're not scoring on me. Ilya Sorokin, Shesterkin. Manishek mm. in new jersey's been been solid like there are a Dude. lot of goalies in the east man who'll just you like name, throw on you named a whole bunch
2: say. of goalies, and you didn't even name andre vasilevsky
1: and andre vasilevsky that was
2: purposeful that was
0: purposeful <laughs> as far as i'm <laughs> concerned
1: he believes in his team he
2: he get the job. He, th-
0: he, th- he thinks ilya samsonov is gonna beat it andre vasilevsky
1: guys can you just let me just can you let me get to the playoffs of peace? Come <laughs> in piece <laughs>
3: So, so Your team sorry. already
0: clinched the series against Tampa. Y'all are gonna be just fine.
1: Can I get this that clip? The- Can I get that <laughs> clip, please? Just just that one, that one part. I want that clipped. And if if anything happens, I want it tweeted on the Yahoo Sports account every hour, every, <laughs> every single hour. hour until the Stanley Cup is until the te- Stanley Cup is 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 presented. <laughs> every hour. Followed by, me, followed by me saying that the Leafs and uh, Flames would be a great Stanley Cup final. Which? I mean, depending <laughs> on how things go, that's still <laughs> very much in play. I also want to say that if, that if that ends up being right, I'm going to be the biggest asshole. That'd be the... <laughs> 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 Regardless of how it turns out, uh, oh. oh my gosh, I will be like, yes, called it,
3: ha, huh? see, yes. If you, if you do that, Omar, there'll be a sign at Edmonton limits with a giant "No Omar's allowed" sign, Edmonton. Because <laughs> again, okay. ain't no way to no Edmonton to watch a Troy Calgary final. No Edmonton to <laughs> watch that final. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Okay, but like, but also, <laughs> I know we're putting the cart before the horse here. But uh, could you imagine if the Edmonton Oilers win the Pacific Division and the Calgary Flames get that second wild card spot? Could you imagine that? We would get a Battle of Alberta that no one thought was going to happen. <laughs>
3: oh, that no, that that's
0: so good. It's very possible. <laughs> it is very possible right now. It's very possible that could happen. And if that's happening, you know I'm doing the drive up three hours. Yeah, I know you are, Julie, I know. I'm gonna oh, see you you, you,
2: you going to see me. <laughs> Yo. We're going to be at the pile up. Enough but... <laughs> about, we haven't talked enough about how good Tyler Tofoli has been.
1: Yo, shout yeah. out Tom Tom He was having a career yeah. year. Yeah. Okay, like, I, really I, I, I have a question I want to pose to, to the group, and Sam, I'll start with Absolutely. you in the spot here. Okay, mm-hmm. so either, well, what's your ideal matchup for the Phil playoffs? Either Vegas and Edmonton, Yeah, got McDavid versus Eichel. Either you got the Kings and Oilers rematch, or Battle of, Battle of Alberta first round. Battle of
2: Alberta.
1: Yeah, I like, come on, I like, no brainer. As I said, that no brainer. Loud, like, That's see and, see, and this is why Julian's the host, not me.
3: All the other <laughs> matchups yeah. are
0: really cool. All the other matchups are really cool. Like I would love Vegas Edmonton, LA Edmonton. We get that again. I'm down to watch that Edmonton Calgary. Like the storyline is right there. Battle of Alberta, a chance for the Flames to exercise their demons from last year that plagued them. Jacob That's, Berksham has not yeah. been the same goalie since that series people just assumed he was broken and they find themselves in a series in the first round, man, like that would, uh, that would turn into arguably the most exciting first round series you could get. And I get that, you know, maybe it's a little risky. Maybe Calgary still gets blown out, but at least on paper, because if if Calgary gets that spot, that means they'll be, they'll have played like decent enough hockey to get in. I, I don't know, man. That's, that's fun. That series and and Rangers Devils, like that's going to be very fun on the Eastern side. If we get Edmonton Calgary in the first round, Aver, we're going to have to put a bet on.
3: (laughs) Might have to, but I I got to admit. You know, I I, I do have to admit, as someone who has covered both in my career, the Oilers and the Golden Knights, the idea of finally seeing the narrative of Eichel and giving the postseason series after 55 years, finally getting Mm -hmm. it to happen. I mean, I would love to see it happen in a series because it'll be Eichel's first time in a postseason series, period. Which is still crazy to me. He's played in the league this long and it's going to be his first year in any postseason series
0: at all. Mike, I got a new neck before he made the playoffs. <laughs> oh, boy. He did. He it's did. <laughs> and it's going it's fine true. for him. I asked him the other day. It's going fine. But yeah, my guy got a Ooh. new neck before he made the playoffs.
3: <laughs> it's that's so a, true. That's a wild statement. But it's true. Yeah. That's no, but neck. it's true. It's true. It's true. Him neck mashup. Took him,
1: took him all. I so need to long. go that far. I'm sorry. Man, I hope, I hope there's like a documentary comes out about that because that was so stupid. This guy was out for like Man. what, like, like a year, like a year or clearly close. He's to out it. For sp-
0: I'll tell you what though. The Sabres, we, I kind of like, I remember looking back on like how, you know, it seemed like just with the discord between both of those sides. The Sabres still made out okay. They got Peyton Krebs out of it. They got Luke Tuck out of it. Alex Tuck, actually. Um, They made out okay out of that trade, more or less.
1: We thought it would be a lot worse. Yeah, next season's in to season. They could have
0: also maybe have had Matthew Kachuk, but maybe that's a whole other story for another day. I don't know.
1: At least that was rumored. Oh. Oh. Right? Because, yeah, Matthew Kachuk went sixth. Yeah, he was in yeah. that 2016 he went, draft.
2: No, he went fifth. he went sixth because the Canucks took Yulevi.
1: Right right, right, right. right.
2: And Kachuk right. said in an interview after he knew the Canucks were never going to take him, he said it was like clear from the interview that they were not interested.
3: <sighs> well,
2: <laughs> and uh, with that,
0: that's going to do it for the this week's edition of Zone Time. <laughs> Damn. That should be like, I don't want Matthew Kachuk. I don't. That's tough.
3: It's <laughs> like Jim,
1: I don't,
0: I don't, Kla- classic
3: Jim Benning.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Actually, uh, no. Sam I Sam, I hate to do this to you. You said it was uh Kachuk at five, you'll at six. It's you'll at five, Kachuk at six. Sorry, yeah,
2: the other way around.
1: Yeah. On the bright side. Was eight, this eighth last?
2: Yeah, no, yeah, the other way around.
1: Yeah,
0: Eight Vancouver blocks. was fifth, and then
1: Calgary got Matthew. Kuchuk. Hey,
0: look, Vancouver and Calgary at this point in time, neither of those teams have Matthew Kachuk. So
1: it's it, it that, uh, and yeah, end the show ended. Subscribe <laughs> to the podcast,
0: uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We'll be back next week. Hopefully, there will be happier stories to tell. Peace, everybody.